0: Welcome to the Don't Die Podcast, sponsored by Aloe Treatment Centers. They're out in Malibu. They're in Silver Lake. It's a treatment center I started with some friends. We want you to get the right treatment, the right program for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. Stop I thank dying. You, Bob. Thank I you, thought Bob. I was going to die today, but I didn't.
1: No. 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 What, what does that mean?
0: Well, uh, we've had a COVID scare at the forest uh, compound, and. Um, my sister-in-law tested positive on Wednesday, last Wednesday, and then, you know, her daughter was here playing, so then we were all exposed or whatever. Then, waited two days. They, she, the my niece and brother-in-law went and got tested. They were negative on Friday. Then I said, well, we should all get tested, and then people at Aloe, the nurse and People said, no, you should wait four to five days. You get so much misinformation <laughs> based yep. on, right? So yep. it is true that you should wait four days because I talked to a doctor about it. So from the exposure day, which would have been Thursday, you should wait four or five days before you get tested. I mean, you can get, you can get tested and then you're going to be negative, but then you can be positive on Sunday or Monday, Right. So we just Elvis and I just went and got our test now at Aloe Silver Lake at three o'clock, and we are negative. So now that's the second negative test. Just a done deal. We're negative. I think. I think. <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, but I, I'll tell it's you. It's really you, gonna, It's
1: gonna be lame if you don't get it this year. Getting it next year is gonna be such a faux pas.
2: I this know. is really the time.
0: Well, yeah, last night, totally I was like, out of fashion. <laughs> well, the other thing is I'm 59 years old with a four-year-old and a 10-year-old and, a, and all the chaos of my life. So I always feel like I'm dying, like around now, <laughs> like at 7 or 8 o'clock. It's a little much for a 59-year-old. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it takes a toll on the old bones. So I'm always thinking I'm dying of something. And last night, I went on the CDC website, which, which, which made me happy. So on the CDC website, it breaks down gender and age for COVID death, right? Okay. Then it breaks it down by state. Now, here's the thing. Chuck, correct me if I'm wrong. Are there a bunch of channels on <laughs> television that say that they're the news they're the news Uh, yes is there a bunch like channel 5 (laughs) channel 7 channel 9 channel 11 uh, uh, fox msnbc Uh, cnn so there's seven right there so there's seven news channels on this box right next to me (laughs) not one of them tells you a fucking thing about covid you know what they tell you no but this this sad tragic story of someone who lost somebody right? The human interest of it. But the actual Walter Cronkite news about it, they never say. Go, I, I urge all, everyone, go on the CDC website and break down and look at COVID death. In California, now I'm going to get accused of being a Trumper after I say this, Chuck, so you're going to defend <laughs> me and say no, he hates Trump. He hates him with a passion as much okay. as you do. But I, I also say, um, like Bobby, don't but like also, Trump, but I also like truth, and I like facts. The facts on the CDC website. Now, everyone at home that's going to accuse me of being a whatever I'm being accused of. Sometimes I'm so many bad things in one day, I don't know which one I should really. You mean, differ, you, mean on all, you,
2: you mean all that uh, all the pandemic henny pennies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, listen to this you go on it i i urge everyone to go home and go or, or to go on the cdc website look at and and i'm not discounting that 250,000 people have died it's horrible it's fucking horrible right it's tragic and to suffocate without your family around it's fucking horrible nobody's discounting that fact is no one in california under the age of 17 has died from covid do you know that, Chuck? Did you know did that? I did not
1: know that. Nobody under the age of 17
0: has died in California.
1: No. you think that's something they'd want to tell us before they tell us our kids shouldn't talk to each other.
0: Apparently, we're not being informed about things, Chuck. Hmm. I'm not a conspiracy theorist either. But it is interesting that a for-profit entertainment news entities consistently across all all political persuasions doesn't tell you that no one under 17 has died in the California from COVID. You know, you know what really? Tra- I'm not saying that we shouldn't quarantine. I'm not saying that kids should go to school. I'm just saying that grown adults should be given the information. Yeah.
1: And I think you said it right. The internet, entertainment news channels that, you know, people want to be scared. I, we got up here today just a, less than an hour ago, and uh, my um, my brother in law has got this thing going on where people are supposed to come over here for Thanksgiving, and they're scared to leave their houses. And up here, there's like I'm up in uh, Humboldt. Up right. here, there's like there's like no cases. There's, there's 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 no one that's got it. But they're watching the news enough that there is just sheer terror, and they don't they don't even know what the survival rate is and that it's going to be damn near impossible to completely avoid and that we've had the flu vaccines for 70 years and we still have the flu. So, you know what I mean? It's right. just like. I just, uh, I just
0: hope that we can get to a better place as a society. Cause I was just jaw dropped. I, I, I kept reading it over and over again and looking at it and saying, am I making a mistake here? And Because I know that I've seen on CNN somewhere where a little small child died. Yeah, it was maybe in Delaware or South Carolina or something, but it wasn't in California. It's crazy to me. And we've had a
1: lot of cases here. How many cases?
0: Well, I just, you know, I'm not a conspiracy. I think we don't know enough about this virus. We're learning every day. Um, We do know that it kills older people. A uh, hundred and forty thousand of the two hundred and fifty thousand deaths are people over seventy-five. So if I was over seventy-five, I'd be paying fucking attention, right?
1: Yeah. But guess yeah. what?
0: The over seventy-five crowd really don't care. Get- yeah, but you know, a lot of them
2: are in nursing homes, which has really been hit hard, though. So yeah, know, they don't really have a choice. They're just a, they're just like they're at the mercy of somebody else, right? They're not maybe not right in their minds, and a lot of those people have died, you know. So I know, yeah, that is sad that, is sad. that is that is. You know, but the thing that I don't understand is that, is another lockdown. You know, like did you go out to eat at all? You know, you've you gone I out don't, to eat? I don't eat. I don't eat out. I just at, drive through these restaurants because I eat out at the restaurants if they're wearing masks. I have friend Chris Reese that has the Pike down here. They're all wearing. Yeah, masks. yeah. They do. They do like extra. They've been doing extra cleaning and tables and you know somebody's always wiping something down everybody's wearing a mask and how do they get rewarded you know they get they get shut down again i don't man. get mm-hmm. it man i don't get that whole mentality that newsom is is laying down you know he owns wineries i'm getting a little bit of a newsom jag here because oh. he, he owns wineries and he never shut those down he never shut the wineries <laughs> fucking down.
0: Yes. Of course
1: not, <laughs> Mike. It affects Mike him. Mart.
0: So let me tell you what. Uh, let, well, I'll pile on Gavin Newsom. You want to know what he's done for addicts in California? Nothing. Zero. God, Fucking he's a nothing.
2: Bastard man.
0: Right? My- because m- the Medi-Cal expansion that was supposed to happen never did. Chuck, how many MediCal facilities you know? I got a call from a kid today who's in a bad shape, and you know, and I. I said, well, I'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We we'll talked to Bob, my guy, Bob Howland, and we'll figure it out. And I said, do you, do you have insurance in any way? He says, yeah, I have insurance. I have Medi-Cal. And I said, well, that's not really insurance, but we're going to figure it out anyways. We'll figure it out. Um, to just say that people have Medi-Cal and that they're going to get drug treatment is a fucking lie, Chuck. Right. No, it's I a know. lie.
1: I know. I, yeah, that is, that's one of those things where uh, – That's what I really want to see infrastructure in is in and it doesn't even have to be a 90 day uh, thing. But the idea that you can get off your a detox, a a
0: medical detox, Uh, right?
1: Maybe like Uh, a 14 uh, day or six week something, something. Is
0: is... is Acton still open? I heard it closed. Do you know the place Acton up the 114 freeway? I don't know. It was a 200 bed rehab up there. I just bet, I'll bet it closed. I'll bet, uh, I'll, I wonder if it's open still. If anybody knows, if Acton's open, email us. But I've been, because I tried to Google it, and there, only the city of Acton uh, came up. And it used to be a rehab up there called Acton. I was in it for like a week and a half one time. But there's no drug treatment for 70% of the addicts in California. Why isn't, you know, why don't you focus on that for once? Right? Yeah, I'm, Just, like, go, get, I'm voting for I'm voting for any other
2: Democrat that runs. <laughs> besides That's all I know.
0: But, the, but here's the thing about caring. That's what I'm trying to get at. There's no. Let's make a list of the most vulnerable people: um, single moms, right? Single working class moms that we have no we have no child care for them. We have no no kind of support network support systems for them. Is we, so I always think like, who are the most who, who do I want to help the most? I want to help children? And then who's got it the hardest? Single working moms that are working like, you know, trying to make ends meet to feed their kids because they've got a deadbeat husband or deadbeat boyfriend that doesn't take care of his kids. Like, what, what is California doing for that woman? And that's what I, I want. I want, our government, I want our government to focus on the most vulnerable. But those right? are those are the people yeah, that right. all of a
1: sudden that's when people start using logic and saying, well, she should have thought about that before she decided <laughs> to have kids <laughs> with a deadbeat. You know, maybe she should have known what he was about or maybe, you know, so that's when people start up. With so that. it's just like, why should I pay for your kid? Do my uh, my first boss used to tell me that he'd go, why should I pay for your kids? I didn't even get to fuck your wife.
0: No, Jesus! Is that AA? Somebody said
1: that? No, no, he, no, he was my first boss when I got sober. You
0: said first sponsor.
1: (laughs) Holy shit! You know, (laughs) you know, and it was, and it was like I go because I was complaining about being garnished forty-two percent of my wages, and he goes, "Oh man, yeah, I don't. Why should, why should I pay for your kid?" And it's not even about that. It's not about me at that point it's about that child okay you want a kid that that is bounced around and has little respect for anybody or everything has no self no self-awareness no self-respect no self esteem feels feels like they're worthless in the society look look what they contribute when they get a little older
0: as many people know as documented well in the movie bob and the monster i was a deadbeat dad so I hadn't paid child support probably since 1991 That's to so 96, right? So but finally, I got, came to my senses and Sherman Block and the sheriff of Los Angeles County and the, the state of California made me see the light. right another thing that's never going to happen again so you'll never get another bob forrest sobriety because we're going to just let everybody who runs around with needles hanging out of their arms and shooting drugs and taking advantage of everything and everyone we're going to just give them a ticket instead of put them in jail okay Mm -hmm. so so um and all i've ever been advocating was the decriminalization of drugs i wasn't saying you can be you know, sit and shoot drugs on a a park bench and alienate children at a a school ground. I wasn't saying you can just pitch a tent out in front of any business you want and shoot drugs and have sex and do whatever you want. Never was my, my vision was always singular. Get rid of these punitive Rockefeller criminal prison long-term prisons uh, sentences mm-hmm. for drugs that's the only thing and i've been saying it for two decades decriminalize drugs so that you don't get 10 years in prison for uh you know distributing lsd right mm-hmm. but now they're they're doing the exact opposite they're still in prison, imprisoning uh people for dealing drugs or the commitment of uh, the 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 kind of transference of drugs, right? There's still, so there's still draconian prison sentences for drugs. Yeah. They're just letting the drug addicts on the streets just sleep in yeah. tents and give you a ticket and your poor baby. And you, It's the exact opposite of what was productive. Keep people moving along, put them in jail for a while, let them detox on the floor of the of, uh, uh, Twin Towers of the glass house. And it'll wear away at them and wake them up. And you get people like me and Mike and maybe you, Chuck, and so many thousands of other people that I know got sober because being on the streets high on drugs with a needle hanging out of your arm was illegal because <laughs> right. it was harmful to the children and the neighborhoods of Los Angeles. Right? I was just saying, stop locking people up like Kristen Asoy for five years for dealing LSD. Christian Hisoi went to prison in Hawaii for LSD, five years, Yeah, right? It's bullshit. These 10-year sentences and eight-year sentences and five-year sentences for uh, first-time drug dealing, that's what I was saying. Decriminalize drugs. Don't let people just shoot drugs on the streets and ruin our city, right? Mm -hmm. So they've done the exact opposite. So let me tell you how I learned about arrears. So it comes up in 1996 when I got sober, I owed the IRS like two hundred thousand dollars. How that is, I have no idea. And then I owed this <laughs> lesser sum, this lesser sum of forty eight thousand dollars <laughs> in back taxes. And I was like working for ten dollars an hour, Chuck. And you know how it yeah. is when you're newly sober. I'm like, I don't know how this math works out. Does this math work out? No, no. And I no. had great people like Bill Cody and p and people telling me well just do the right thing just stay sober and you'll figure it out and, da, 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 da. and uh mike mart also and wiley and so many great people i had tell me well just do the next right thing just keep just stay sober but you know this impending doom was all you know especially at night like at 11 o'clock at night or 12 o'clock at night when i was laying in bed i would just think like oh my god I'm never I should just kill myself. Like I can't how can I ever pay this money back? So I started paying back child support and and then they they did this thing where they had two categories of child support, Chuck, and I don't know if you know this. They had the arrears
2: and As then they current. had
0: the current, right? Yep. Yep. And I could never figure it out. I just it never I just give whatever money I had and it would never change the numbers. <laughs> no, you
1: know. It would never- that's that's such a sad part i just got to jump in there because at for two kids at 42 percent of my uh pre-tax wages it, what are you doing
0: uh, hold on one second us needs something what i'm on a podcast what what i'm
1: doing well, a podcast. i'll just say hi to max then because i know okay. max is listening hey max okay Okay, so 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 so. they're taking 42% of my gross income, and I was taking home $119 a week working full time, right? How do you that? So I called child support, that didn't count my $25 a week towards my current, which was based on minimum wage. I was making $6.25 an hour. I was making $3
0: an hour more than you, Chuck. What a loser you were! I know.
1: Dude, I was lucky to get that job and I was taking the bus an hour and a half to get there and an hour and a half to get home and then I'd jump on the bus and get over and cash my check because I had to pay $17 a day to stay at Cooper. So living. Seven, right? And that, that's $119 a week if you do the math. It was amazing that I, I had like 46 cents left over so I had to pick up a second job. I called child support and I said, listen, I'm going to disappear and nobody's going to get anything. Because right. I can't live like this. And they said, not our problem. Right, just exactly. like you. And I had people like Mike Martin in my life not, that would just say, just do what's in front of you to do. Just do what's in front of you to do. And I did it and I picked up extra work on Sundays and get a second job and go to meetings. So when people say they can't do it, it's just like, it, it, dude, I am one of the laziest people up until that point. I was one of the laziest people you could ever meet. And the only reason I got it paid off was income tax returns
0: right? Because they okay, kept so my l- that's tax what I returned. was going to get to. So let me, so let me fill you in. So there's these two categories, Mike. There's what you owe monthly, and then this arrears thing. And and there's never, and you just, and I wasn't even able to pay the four hundred eighty-five dollars a month I was owing, right? And mm. so the arrears kept growing, even though I was sober and working. Right. finally i go down to larry Lefevre, Santa Ana court family court he was my probation officer and i said larry i can't similar to what you're saying like i can't i don't understand how am i ever going to pay this off and he goes well you're not always going to be working for ten dollars an hour i said let's let's take a thought experiment here say i was making twenty dollars <laughs> an hour I'm still not going to be able to pay that off. Then he goes, well, you never know what happened. I had this probation officer so long in paying that off that he retired and, was re- <laughs> and he was replaced, <laughs> and I'll never forget it, replaced by Rolanda Yolanda Ramirez, I think her name was, or Garcia, Ro- Yolanda Garcia. <laughs> she, was, she was my probation officer, and she was really nice, and she was helpful because I still had to test I said to fucking mm. test and yeah. pay this money. And it seems like you're getting nowhere, but slowly but surely, Chuck, you're right. After about three years, it was in the 30 thousands, right? right? It was it slowly, right. well, yeah, I got it into like $38,400 or something. I was like, I'm making it. I'm getting somewhere. Oh my God. <laughs> By this time, the bicycle thief is playing. So, so, um, I was supposed to go to Europe in 2001, oh, right at 9-11. You, you right?
1: do not get a passport.
0: Oh, wait, don't blow it for the people at home. <laughs> uh-huh. So I went to apply for a passport. And of course, I'm and It's not coming. And then the thing comes, you're not, you can't get a passport for the state of California, county of Orange, da. You can't get a passport. So then I go back down to Santa Ana and I go, Yolanda, the only way I can make money is to go to Europe and play music. And then you take all my money anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't there a way around this? And she was so helpful. She said, you know, I have heard of something. Let me look into it. How fucking great is this? I, I doubt there's a great probation officer like this woman. I, 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 she was so great. She, came, she got back to me in like two days and she said, Robert, there is a clause that if you pay off half of your child support, they will grant you a passport for work reasons.
1: Oh. Wow, so, I, haven't, so, I haven't even heard of that still.
0: So I got an advance from the tour, Of course, $18,000, <laughs> $18, I paid half and I was granted a passport at the Westwood Federal Building. I'll never forget it. And then, and then 9-11 happened, and the tour was canceled. <laughs> oh no! No, it was great. I got mm. have the half the child support paid for a tour I never had to do.
1: <laughs> nice. How great is that?
0: Nobody I... came after you for that advance. Yeah. No, I eventually had to go back, and the, a few months later, and the bicycle thief by that time was. Mike Semple, who produced the new album, yeah, right, Pete, right. Pete Weiss, Andrew Clark, this girl, this girl. Um, Pete oh, Weiss was in the bicycle, thing? Yeah, he went to Europe to tour, fuck oh, yeah, for a free awesome. trip to Europe. And uh, and I didn't make one dime on that tour, not five cents. But you <laughs> had a great time. But I had a great time, and we got to go to Belgium and Holland and Germany. It was fun. So uh, So, anyways... So then I was down to 18,000, and then eventually, yeah, I got a good job working for Dr. Drew, and I paid it off. And I, I, I want to, uh, I'm going to get something, and I'm to read it to you guys. I thought it was right here, my big book. I keep it in my big book The Closing of My Arrears in Child Support. And my, and my, dis- it was one of the greatest days Wait, of my life. You use it as a bookmark? <laughs> In my big book, yeah. It's from Yolanda Garcia. Santa Ana Courts, Child Custody Court, whatever. I have it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, and, and I always, you know, in that era, right afterwards. So that was probably 2004 I had paid it off, right? I really started thinking, um, like, this is possible. Anything is possible, and I mm-hmm. and I and I told newcomers that and people I to, like you have no idea everything I paid off the IRS of course the IRS was much more negotiable than the fucking child support oh my oh, god oh yeah oh, oh, and they oh charged, my god they
1: charged all sorts of percentages it took it took me five years to get it paid off but I was so happy and I had custody of my kids from when I was as soon as I got custody of my kids I said okay I went back to the court and I go now I get it. She's not paying child support because now my, my first wife had to pay child support and I go, she's not paying. What can we do about this? And they said, well, you make too much money to get aid for families with dependent children. So I couldn't collect money and she's not paying. And I'm still paying my past due child support for two years
0: you just do what you Even gotta do. Even though I had
1: custody, you just do it. You, you just, just go do your, what you I gotta just, do. You just put your head down and you just keep moving forward. You know. And I so here's say that here's
0: here's the thing about it. So all that was, it was it was doable. It didn't look doable in 1997. Right. By 2004, it was a memory. Mm-hmm. That's what newcomers and people in their first year or so of sobriety need to understand. it takes a long time and it takes what it takes and you do what you got to do. Right.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And never, never on earth would I believe that I would live the life that I'm living now. And it's not to brag. It's just like, it was incomprehensible. Like that REM song. You can't get where I am sitting right here tonight from where I was in 1997. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. You can't get there from here. You can't get there from here. There's no, that's that. that But what was it? it? It wasn't, I'm smarter, or I work harder, or all that. Yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty smart. I work pretty hard, but it was just staying sober. Without the, the, it, was right. the most important thing to getting here. And people just aren't knowing. They just don't know that anymore. That how how invaluable important sobriety is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elvis has got cookies. He wants some cookies. How great all is right. a ten year old to come and ask if it's okay to have a cookie? Yeah. By the way, I just want. There well
1: done. The, well done, he, Dad. he has a
0: great mother, not a great father. Like has <laughs> <but he's> got <laughs> a great mother. No, but but, but, but <laughs> how, yeah, how many 10-year-olds ask if it's okay to have a cookie? That's pretty great. Yeah, and you know, that,
1: that's that's fantastic. And I had clients all the time saying, like, man, I ruined my whole life. And I say, You can't say that. You haven't even lived your whole life. You've only lived you know, it up until you know, one now. thing
0: I will say is that that thing that you just said that you didn't qualify for that's a good program in California because because Elijah's mother got got the money I I was supposed to give her that's Mm -hmm. what creates the arrears right I'll bet you that program doesn't exist anymore
1: well you know and there's Mm -hmm. only good probation officers in Orange County like Yolanda Garcia let's hear it for Orange County
0: it was. It was. It was. You know what was a bummer? Even when I was working at Las Encinas in two thousand three, I would have to call in, and they'd say you have to come down and test, and I'd be like, "I'm at work. I'm five years sober. This is ridiculous." <laughs> like, yeah. <right>? Yep. <laughs> they did not give a fuck if it was ridiculous or inconvenient.
1: They did nope. not
0: give a fuck. They said, not "Be my here problem, by Mr. David Be here yeah, by 4.15 be here by 4.15 to test, or you're, or you, we're gonna do what it, it wasn't like they're gonna take me into custody, but you're gonna, you know, you get a we're, a we're gonna call it a dirty, yeah, I call it a dirty, yeah, I remember. And so, I would have clients complain to me, like, why do I have to test? I go, dude, I'm five years sober, I'm still testing, yeah. shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs>
1: See, and that's that's the thing is that everybody that's been around a while has been through some stuff and and we just plain did it. Not I love the fact you said not because I'm smarter, not because I'm better. I mean the woman that I'm married to now knew that I was making $119 a week. She was working at the bank that's why I saw her every week. <laughs> Amy, Amy was like you poor sad sack look at you you don't make any money and look at how dirty you are at the end of every day. I was building truck bodies and I was a mess every friggin' day. But the the idea that um we're able to get from where we were to where we are now, there is no map, there's no way of saying it other than you just do. And it's not because I've got a giant house, but you know what? I didn't think I'd be able to take my kid and my wife and go, "Yeah, let's hop on up to northern California for Thanksgiving, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go work. I can at guarantee you, Chuck.
0: I didn't think I'd have that beautiful 1994 RV parked in my Whoa. house. I'll tell you that <laughs> there was no way. But, uh, imagine if I had that back in the day. I never would have gotten sober. I just live in it.
2: That's yep, awesome. Right? Man. Is it right? So Look
0: your window. Does it block the sunlight? It's so large. <laughs> it's so ginormous. It's so beautiful. Here, I'm gonna show you guys a shot of it. Just oh, so God. you can get an idea of just oh, how do you yes. turn? Can you, you go see go that go. right there? Can you see oh, that? Oh, yeah, right sure, I can. Yes.
2: Yeah,
1: wait, take a screenshot. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> nice,
0: that is the most beautiful RV in Claremont, California. So, anyways, <laughs> I I just I started thinking, what's going to happen after all this? He won't leave office, and uh, you know, and eventually sorts this way out. Californians can't hate Biden. So can we get down to like taking care of my, our most vulnerable, and and uh, you know, working moms um, the, with uh, with uh, deadbeat dads and boyfriends that don't pay child support. Can we help them? can we do something good as a state instead of tell everybody what words to use and, and, and how great we are and talk about there's going to be a future with no gasoline. Like, is that really (laughs) what California is about?
1: (laughs) I love the talking points because they don't make a lot of sense to me. I didn't understand the bullet train. I didn't understand, uh, a lot of things that have come down that people seem because it seems like well, he gives. Zoom,
0: hasn't Zoom canceled out the bullet train? I mean, do, they, do you really need to go from Southern California to Northern California for a business meeting? Do you really need to get there in an hour? You can actually hey. just get on your phone and be there in two seconds. Hey, if it wasn't for the damn
2: trains, El Duce would still be alive yeah well,
1: oh. nah, he'd, have, he'd 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 jumped on a freeway
0: <laughs> you know i mean you, know, you want to know i was talking to somebody the other day and and it's and it's awful how hearsay saying gossip can become fact that that yeah, just becomes institutional after a certain amount of years and a certain amount of repeating right so i know kurt very well i knew him acquaintance I know Courtney very well. I've known her since she was 15 years old. Um, yeah, so this idea that Courtney killed Kurt, people believe that. Multi-generations believe that. I know, but the, the, it's so ridiculous if you know them. It's so crazy and so not true. And then the person, that, the, the thing that it's all based on is that horrible documentary by Nick Bloomfield, right, 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 right. Uh, yeah. And Al Duce is the one that says he killed him. I mean, <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. He couldn't world. kill
1: anybody. He, do, he he couldn't get to to Seattle and back.
0: He, but <laughs> but but right now, like I'll meet people and I'll say, hey, you know, uh, I'll something will come up about Kurt and I'll say, oh yeah, you know, I. I I knew him, and I'm so proud his daughter is doing so well. And, and, you know, he was a human being. I try to humanize it, right? And they'll say, hey, did Courtney really kill him? And I'm like, no, 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 no. How many times do you have to be a part of where you're just like, it's so crazy, but now it's part of this lie that was told by this horrible film director now is a fact that people believe how it's much so money, ridiculous.
1: how much money did the private investigator who we had on that get paid that for was his... courtney's
0: dad one of them was courtney's dad the big guy was courtney's dad
1: yeah but they you know there's some private investigator that was just so full of shit that it was just like come on man this it's is just... sad
2: that's a sad way to make money yeah, that's just yeah. that's just somebody's inability to understand capitalism, you know, at its finest. I mean, they people uh, write books, and you know, they're still writing books, you know, uh, with a bunch of lies in it, just because. It's a, but,
0: but then, doesn't it make you question everything? I'll give you some examples. There's some things about me that are just lies. One thing that I've had to deny the last five or six or seven years the most is that I was in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I was never in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, man, but that was a great
2: period when they, when they had you <laughs> in the Red Hot, Hot the Chili Peppers. I love that that <laughs> album that you did with them, Bob. That was so fun. Is it?
0: And it's great. And you just wonder where does this shit come from? Like but you weren't,
1: you know, but you weren't in the band. You just wrote all the material. And told them what to do. You were
0: sort of. the- Oh, I was. This is the Marshall, the, the uh, Malcolm McLaren of it all. Yes, you were the Malcolm McLaren of the
1: Chili Peppers. It wouldn't have <laughs> happened without you. And they, they then Anthony did, just got too far ahead of himself. And but where he does here say?
0: I'm talking about where who saying gossip becomes reality. That's what Trump has pointed out. Like there was no fraud in the election. None. The, the least fraudulent election in the last four campaigns is what the actual election governors have said.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. The election.
0: Well, the the Republican, such- Republican governors have said it. There was right. no fraud. But, but there I was- guarantee you 70 million people in America believe there was fraud. I don't don't know if all of
1: those people are believing
0: it. Everything from El Duce killed Kurt Cobain to there was fraud in this election is a lie. It's a fucking lie. It's not true. But half the people will believe it.
1: Right. But remember at the when the beginning of the Trump shit, when he first said fake news and everybody got angry? and then we found out that there is fake news and now he's writing on the hopes that we believe that this is fake news too so it's just like he, he, he i think you're right i think the idea that people are full of shit news agencies are full of shit you you can't you can't trust single source and news and then it
0: becomes fact and that's what right. I, so here's the thing so i have this whole idea and i need smarter young people like some Gen Zers and millennials are going to have to figure this out. I just want to plant the seed. We need to spread good lies. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Good like, lies you know what i mean that 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 um you know i i i don't know what i don't even know where to begin that that that, um, that Americans love and care about each other.
1: Uh, you know what, that's a good start. Also that politicians do care about their constituents, that they're not in it for themselves, that they're doing it as a sacrifice for, for God and country.
0: <laughs> I believe that's some are, good. I believe some are.
1: Who? Um, Name me someone who's, who's just straightly, they're altruistic in their political endeavor.
0: I've met go I I no I I'll tell you I've met Governor Kasich and I believe that about him. I believe John Kasich is an honorable man. You've, you've mentioned him before. Yeah, he is a he is a you know I don't know how he got into politics. I don't know. I know that he dealt with the opioid crisis in Ohio straight on. You know, very 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 calm and and clear eyed about it that it wasn't a partisan issue. He went after Big Pharma, which how many, you know, that's a little contradictory to uh, politicians, isn't it? To go after Big Pharma. It's easy to go after Big Pharma, you know, now when all the lawyers and everybody and all the uh, uh, kind of community uh, people and, and so much was affected by it. It's pretty easy to say, oh yeah, Purdue's a bad company, right? But, no, he was saying it 10 years ago. Well,
1: right? And I would rather run with the fact that there's, there's proof that it's possible to have someone in that arena who isn't just a megalomaniac, who needs the power and the, the whatever, with the power, the uh, money, the, the fame, start, everything.
0: So I like that. I like that. That's a good place to start. Well, let's start, start spending good, good lies. Fruits and vegetables are really good for you. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, they, but they are aren't they uh, no but people don't like them right the, the, uh, there's a the hidden secret of the of the covid crisis is the american diet right the american mm-hmm. diet is a deadly diet it's a deadly diet Right, the mortality rate before COVID was going down. The opioid crisis doesn't help, but people are dying at an, a younger and younger age. Not if they can, not being drug addicts. And pre-COVID, they're still dying at sixty-four and fifty-nine and sixty-one because of the American diet, right? Mm-hmm. Grains and everything. Grains pumped into meat. Grains pumped into to. Um, uh, 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 every food that you eat at a fast food restaurant is pumped up with grains. Grains are not good for you. And it's all because of the grain subsidy in America. Did you know that? Yes. We create, you, 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 we produce, you brought that. You we brought produce that so me. much grain and nobody wants it and we don't want to use it for fuel. So they just started subsidizing it and putting it in everything. It's in ketchup. It's in everything. There's grain and sugar in everything. Well, that's, that's a good point. Maybe that's,
1: you know, because we talk about how these politicians are worried, in effect, mostly about older folks, but they don't want to help them out medically. And they don't want to tell them the truth about diet. It seems like what's being pushed is a. You know, it almost seems like it, it serves people to have them not live to 80, 90. It serves the government as a whole. There's too many people that well, are living it serve, too long.
0: Does, if, does it serve to live beyond your usefulness and? purposefulness i don't know that it does no i don't either and that gets into religion right
1: does it why does that get into religion
0: well religion kind of has if you if you're around death a lot like i was religion always is right there at death's door right so religion kind of encapsulate encapsulates it it kind of gives you the answer they're in a better place now oh it's the god calling them home all this kind of stuff i have a warped sense of reality because i grew up in a nursing home so if anybody wants to say anything about me i grew up walking from i can tell you saint augustine's catholic school in culver city walking up overland to my family's nursing home and waiting for my mom to get off I, w- I was around dying and old people since the since my consciousness of of people, right, and that they were in these places and they're strapped into these wheelchairs and people just wheel them around and they're they don't know where they are and it's it you try to comfort and you try to and you try to love and be compassionate and my family's nursing home really taught me compassion, but what I realized later. Was there was no compassion coming from those people's families? They had just forgotten them and put them in somewhere, right? And I understand it now because I've been on the other side. My dad was in a nursing home and he was out of it and in a vegetable like state. And my mom used to make me go visit him every Wednesday and sit there with this vegetable person for like two hours, hour and a half. And it's just like, that's not what, that's no way to live, right? With a tube up your nose and being. No, being no, that, that's
1: existing, right? That's why right. I, I, I didn't understand the controversy about Kevorkian and end of life. Exactly. You know, I didn't understand.
0: I didn't, didn't understand, understand the con- that the moral majority forced the government and the, and the Justice Department to put him in prison. You didn't understand uh, that it was I, religion? I, I, did, I didn't know. It was religion why. that was pushing that prosecution. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yep, for sure. But,
1: but the same people who want a death penalty for people to do bad exactly. things. exactly.
0: That's, an, so, that's but, exactly. Or better yet, because there isn't that many uh, 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 executions. There's been eight in the last like week and a half, by the way, because Trump, Trump and the Supreme Court just want to get all these people killed before Biden gets in. But we've been celebrating killing people as a national pride type of thing for 50 years. You know, there was this there was this lull after Vietnam where everybody in America was kind of anti-war from like 1972 I would say to like 1980. There was this beautiful the the kind of where everyone was anti-war. About you know, 67% of the public was anti-war, right? And then it just vanished. And and it, it's been one thing after one war after another. Gore Vidal, one of my favorite kind of renaissance men, to say war without end, amen. We have mm-hmm. been at war since since the Korean War, somewhere in the world, war without end, amen. Right? The military industrial complex. So a country that's so tied to its national pride of being number one at killing people, yet when you poll about the death penalty, it's like 60, 65% of the population is against the death penalty. And my only, I'm, I, I'm kind of neutral at this point. You, it seems to me you're just making yourself feel good saying you're against the death penalty if you're celebrating bombs over Baghdad going down people's chimneys and blowing children up. We're killing innocent people. Every one of the people bombed and killed in Afghanistan of which, or Iraq, which was 2 million. 2 million people we kill. Bertrand Russell said that, that morality is not on, on, a, on, a, on a justice pedestal. You know, like the thing in the justice, blind justice, and it's this an equal thing? The scales, no. yeah. The, the scales, right? No killing millions of people in in vietnam in A- iraq hundreds of thousands in afghanistan is is morally evil the united states is evil in those acts right morality is go where the greatest immor- immorality is and try to dedicate your life to stopping it and in america the immorality is is war but yet you're treasonous if you don't agree to it, right? And and, and every president has gone along with it, and it, it's crazy to me. And and I'm just always shocked by, yeah, it makes me sad that people are executed with our tax dollars, yeah, but not as sad as it makes me that hundreds of thousands of people in the Middle East have been murdered by our bombs, not, not anywhere near as sad as that right and the and the things that we could do which is the opioid crisis which is the forgotten pandemic now the thing that we're all so focused on hundreds of thousands of people have died of drugs in america right Mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands more will die and it's just becoming this thing that we accept yep it, 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 do you know what I'm saying, Chuck? We just yeah, accept it. I, do. You. I, find I, I my, do. I find myself accepting it. I find it's, myself it's, like, yeah. It's last are week's die. news.
1: Unfortunately, it's last week's <coughs> news. And the people that it, it, it's just not nearly as attention grabbing as, as so many other things are. And that's, that's unfortunately the ADT, ADD of the American public. The way we've been trained to move on. And next, No, it's the next, sanita-
0: next. sanitization of reality. So entertainment news sanitizes reality. And one of the studies that Harvard Medical School did is, why are people so uh, questioning of whether COVID is real or not? Why are people questioning whether they should wear a mask or not. And one of the conclusions was they have no point of visual reference of knowing what COVID is because we don't show it. We don't people sh- show people grasping for breath, dying, crying for their spouses, wanting their ch- to see their grandchildren for the last time. We don't see it. We don't show it. We sanitize it. So no one's really seeing the pain and suffering that COVID is causing. So then all it takes is, well, yeah, there is no such thing as COVID. It's all a conspiracy because we're not seeing it. We're not allowed to see what is COVID causing? What does your emergency rooms look like? Let's hear it and see it. We're grown fucking adults, right? Mm. If we need to keep the children out of the room, warn us and we'll get the children out of the room and then show us what the fuck is going on. And this, and I say the same thing about the opioid overdose thing, Mike. You saw the video that I made. Yeah, Uh, you know it's it's so disturbing, Chuck. Me and Mike couldn't even watch it. There is a video of a woman OD'd in a supermarket, and her two-year-old child is pulling on her arm, crying and screaming. That's what's going on in America. That's what fucking Purdue did to America. That's what the opioid crisis is. But we can't look at it. We're so desensitized and sanitized away from what these problems really are. Right? Hundreds right. of thousands of people dead from drugs. What does that look like? Well, we made a four minute and a half minute video of what it looks like. And it just, it's so disturbing because we're so sanitized away from what reality is. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. And, and they sanitized the Iraq War. You didn't see it in all its blood and, gluts and guts and glory like you did the Vietnam War. Every night on Walter Cronkite, you saw the blood pouring into the mud of soldiers in, in Vietnam. And somewhere along the line, when it went from being news to entertainment news, they just sanitized it. And so right. I believe that sanitization of death of what COVID is. And, I, you know, Sam, my ex-wife works at a, at a hospital in, in, in downtown LA and says people cry for their spouses. They know they're dying and they want to just hold their wife's hand and they're not allowed to. God damn. Right?
2: Yeah. I, don't, I But don't they don't t-
0: show us that. So yeah. half the population doesn't even believe COVID exists. Yeah. Right? Right, right, right. And so I just think that we're in this predicament, and how we get out of it is to use the, the sickness of the society against itself, to start spreading good news and good information and good, good lies is what I call it, but they're actual truths, right? Oh, now I get that. that. that, yeah.
2: Positive, that positive Yeah, just pos- positive to use rumors? this
0: gossipy sense yes. of misinformation to a positive outcome. Right, uh, yeah, and uh, that 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 does talk about you know Patrick and Ryan and Kevin in Milwaukee and all the great things they're doing. And all the, I you know I, I'm bad with names. But all the great people in Milwaukee that I met that run the harm reduction um, and the needle exchange and all these great people there. They need to be celebrated and talked about and be a part of the conversation in the gossip and the news of the world because they're actually doing great things and somehow it could spin off and somebody else could get involved in that you can't get involved in hate if you're just hating somebody because they disagree with you you don't have to do anything you can just remain Mm -hmm. neutral right oh yeah i hate them too or i don't hate them i'm one of them fuck you i hate you But, but that doesn't involve any action right? Whether it's protesting war or standing up to anti-death penalty or getting involved with harm reduction in Milwaukee or starting a don't die in South Carolina or to do, to start becoming the society we used to be. This idea that things used to be so awful. Yeah, they were awful, but they were realistic. They're now awful and unrealistic, We got to this place based on truth, and now we're in a post-truth world. So a pandemic that is killing people is being used as a political wedge between two useless parties to make everybody choose sides. And if you're a logical truth seeker, just stating the fact that no one under 17 has died from COVID, according to the CDC website. Let's, Let's imagine a world that I think is coming in April probably probably the the um, the Moderna the Moderna vaccine will be given to all first responders and the elderly it'll be in nursing homes all through probably the end of December all of January all of Fe- February so there'll be maybe 10 million people immunized on that front and then comes the easier uh distributed drug which is the uh, I forget the second the second vaccine that doesn 't have to be sub zero st- uh, temperature stored then you 're going right. to be able to get it at walgreens Walmart uh, Vons, CVS, anywhere And it'll, as much as they can make it it 'll get out to the public. I have a feeling the public 's not going to sign up for it I think they 're going to be able to produce as much as much vaccine as as the public wants. I mean, you're talking about- As the people that two, are willing, yeah. Two, yeah. Two-thirds of the African-American community don't believe in the vaccine. A third of the of white educated uh, a population don't believe in the vaccine. Half of the liberal things don't believe in Trump vaccines. I mean, it's, there's so much division about vaccines, but say that we get to a point where- You know, I I think there's 35 million, 40 million Californians. We're half are vaccinated, right? Okay. And can the schools reopen then? Now we have half the population vaccinated. Kids 17 and younger, still we haven't had one death in California from it. Can the schools open? I'll bet you it will be a political issue. And if you want the schools to open, you're a bad person. Mm -mm. And if you want the schools to stay closed, you're a good person. We can't keep doing this. My kids are going nuts. Mm -hmm. Right? They want to be around other kids. That doesn't make me a Trumper. That makes me a human being parent. Right?
1: I would hope so. I would hope people are going to start being able to see things differently. And maybe over the next few months because i see a lot of people are still on social media still super angry about him and keep talking about trump 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 this trump that he's a liar it's just like we knew he was a liar four years ago let's leave it let god you know you know how you make a man like that just insane is you stop talking about him you leave him alone and you move forward and so this doesn't have to be there's
0: there's some psychological illness it plays into the narcissism of now right and I'll, I've got this idea that, that what bothers me the most about the last five years is unsolicited advice, right? So I say to somebody, hey, I'm going to go out to Joshua Tree, um, and they tell me where I have to stay. I did not even mm. ask them. I don't. Uh, I like. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I, feel, I don't know if it's just when we were growing up. Mike, Chuck, Mike and I, like nobody cared where you went. If you said, "I'm going to Joshua Tree this weekend," they'd be like, "Yeah, good, okay." and it didn't matter. You didn't do it No more. Oh, okay. Yeah. Call me when you get back. Now it's like, Oh, you've got to call this girl. She's got an art gallery. You've got to go. I've already talked to her. Da, da, da. Like why people give this unsolicited advice, right? On testing. I got you know, I, I got a bunch of uh, feedback about testing from all these different people that have nothing to do with the medical profession or testing. It's just stuff they've read on the internet. Right. Oh, Mm -hmm. you know, what test are you getting? What test are you getting? Well, the test that I think is going to be, here's the thing. The test that I think will best keep my family safe. They know. So you understand Chuck? They know better Mm -hmm. than me. They're going to tell me what test I need to do to be a good person who puts the the safety and health of my family first. And they're going to tell me what test I have to get.
1: Yeah, uh,
2: this that, we, it's that
1: a, world. A world
2: of experts. You should ask them what test do you recommend? And when they recommend it they go, oh no, I'm getting the other one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one's bullshit. Then you're a
0: bad person. Then you're a yeah, bad no, person that doesn't no. care about your
1: children. But it is it is one of those things where people that don't, okay, if you don't work in treatment and you don't have addicts or alcoholics in your family, and you've never been to a 12 step meeting, please don't tell me what you heard on Pinterest or what you heard on Snapchat. Oh, I get or, that all the time.
0: And uh, it's like just like a,
1: you, there's a few things we know some stuff about, and there's a few things other people know something about. When I know someone does something or is around something every day, I ask them. I talk to my, my friends that are in the healthcare field when I have questions about that. I don't care what my neighbor thinks.
0: Well, and that, and that gets to and that gets to the medical profession of COVID in general. So I've worked in the medical I grew up in the medical profession and I've worked in the medical profession since 1999. So the, how long is that? So 2009 21 years, I've worked in the medical profession. So I've met thousands of doctors, tens of, you know, thousands and thousands of ner- I've met hundreds of doctors, thousands of nurses. I've worked every day in the medical profession for the last 21 years. And one thing I can tell you is left to their own devices doctors would tell you everything is, is dangerous for you. Right? Well, they- there, there's a risk involved in everything, right? They, they are the most cautious because a, they know what you can die from. You know, Dr. Drew said it best. I have a, a book, two inches thick telling me all the things I can die from. Right. So their <laughs> death and sickness and disease is their, is their thing. Mm-hmm. And They are the most sued in uh, occupation on earth, the medical profession. So they're even more cautious because they've been sued so many times and so many hospitals and and professionals have been sued, right? So they're the most sued and they're the most knowledgeable about disease. Those are not the people to make decisions on what a society should do or not do. They're the most cautious, (laughs) Right. So the way to stop COVID is everybody stay shelter in place until we get everybody vaccinated for COVID. That's what Fauci's ultimate thing would be. Well, if we really want no infection, everybody stay home where they are and we'll wait for a vaccine. Then everyone get vaccinated and then we'll push play and society can go back. And what people are saying is we're not, I, I, I'm not going to listen to that. But I love this subject of what can we do to spread goodwill?
1: I'm gonna right? I'm gonna start spreading true positive gossip about people.
0: Well well what about just spreading this thing, hey, you know what's the worst thing for your for a society? Unsolicited advice. All right, see you later. Good night. Bye bye. Good night, Bob. Bye.